The Rob Has a Podcast t-shirt fundraiser is ending this Friday night. We've got this great new shirt. It's designed by Eric Reichenbach, and we're making it available to the Rob Has a Podcast community. The t-shirts certainly help make all of this podcasting possible, but because you guys are always so generous with us, we're also going to give back $1 from every shirt sold to Autism Speak. So if you want to check out the t-shirt design, go to the link robhasawebsite.com slash t-shirt. And for those of you guys outside the U.S., go to the link robhasawebsite.com slash t-shirt Canada. The smartest guys around are about to break it down like they want the game a million times. Well, actually, they didn't really win the game at all. Survivor, no way to Yes. Oh, wow. It is the miracle of miracles. And it looks like we are we are live. I was all prepared to send out a message to everybody saying there would be might be no Survivor Know-It-Alls tonight. But I believe we are live here broadcasting. I'm Rob Sesternino. And here with us is a man. Uh, he's uh, I was going to try to come up with something, but it was it was not going to uh, play well. Uh, here we go. It's Stephen Fishback. Hey, I was Rob. I was gonna call you the straight Russell Hans. <laughs> Would that work? Is that... You're gonna get beat up. No, I don't see. That's why I didn't want to say it. That's why I didn't want to say it. Okay. Basically, you're right. the finale. I I retracted from the record. All right. So just to let you guys know live here uh, what was going on. So there was there was a maintenance mode on YouTube and they wouldn't let us start our Google Hangout. But we finally are able to get it started. So amen to that. Thank goodness for minor miracles. Uh, We are still waiting for uh, Nicole and my personal miracle to happen. Nicole is still very pregnant. So we are back here with Stephen for Survivor Know-It-Alls. So, uh, Stephen, uh, I hear the... Well, hold on. That means there's a chance that tonight, during Survivor Know-It-Alls, Nicole can give birth. Yes, absolutely. There is absolutely that chance. And Stephen is going to then take control of the wheel himself and land the plane all by himself. I think you should podcast and while deliver- with one <laughs> hand while delivering the baby with another hand. I think yes. that might... That will guarantee you another podcast award. I think so. That, I don't think that's how they determine it, but I think that I should de- definitely deserve one if that's the case. So well, let me t- give a little bit of a sense of what's going on here. So barring any emergency trips to the hospital tonight, tomorrow morning, I will speak with the one and only first player eliminated from Survivor Blood versus Water, Rupert wow. Boneham. Wow. When was the last time you spoke to Rupert? I have not ever spoken to him on the podcast, and I would have to say the last time I spoke to him in real life, probably about 2005, 2006 yeah. maybe. So, yes, it's been quite a long time. A lot to catch up with uh, with Rupert. Uh, only 15 minutes to do it, so that's going to be very fun tomorrow. And so here we are live on Survivor Know-It-Alls. We are taking your questions. We want to hear from you every week. 
We hope to be in the 10 p.m. Eastern time slot an hour after Survivor ends so we have enough time to prepare and get everything together for a big show like we're going to do tonight. So we want to hear from you guys. Send us your questions and comments on YouTube as well as on Twitter. Use the hashtag RHAP. And so, Stephen... Um, Let's. You want to jump right into this? Uh, very exciting oh, yeah. episode. No tonight. time like the present. Let's do it, Rob. All right. So let's let's jump right into it. Uh, we don't want to bury the lead. Our top story at this hour. Uh, we are our good friend Tyson. We see his lovely girlfriend Rachel eliminated from the game. Stephen, this was my pick to win, and my pick is out. Rachel won the preseason fishy award, and that's not something I give out lightly. <laughs> Uh, you know, certainly not just based on uh, the two people who I know. Um, no, devastating for Rachel to lose. Um, you know, I, I really thought she had what it took to go all the way. You know, real super sweet girl. She's competitive. She's, like, kind. She's smart. You know, I thought she had the full package. And then, you know, uh, you know, the, the dynamics of the blood versus water season, Rob, they, they, they did her in. Well, as Jeff Probst said at Tribal Council, there are so many layers here. And really, a layer unravels once we have this sort of development. And you tell me if you think this or not. Did the players only find out that somebody could switch at that first battle? Do you think that that was clear to them before the first Redemption Island truel? So so you think that the reason that they never thought about this as a potential move was just that um, no one had made it clear. Definitely a possibility. One other possibility, a little bit stupid. Uh, you know, you're on Survivor, you're taking in a lot of information. You know, you don't have, you know, we've got a, you know, a week to digest, you know, three days. For them, it's all coming, you know, all coming uh, right at once. Uh, you know, it might just have just taken them a, time, a minute to get their feet, you know, sort of grounded. But I kind of, I kind of agree that maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe it was just given to them at the last duel. So this came up at the end of our know-it-alls show last week. Somebody asked, uh, and I may, yeah. I may be getting I want to say it was Brian Scally who asked us. It was one of the co- last questions we read. Uh, would it be a smart move to vote out Rachel considering that Tyson might switch and you would hurt the other team? Oh, I never really thought of that. So we can't get, take too much. Uh, we can't sit here from our high and mighty positions and, and scoff at the newbie survivors for not thinking of this because we didn't think of it either. But is this a good strategy? Well, we, we certainly thought so last week, right? We said yes. Yes. Uh, Venus, Venus heard us, and he, act, he enacted it. Oh, my um, God. So way to go, you know, Brian Scally. You're responsible for Rachel being voted Is out. he America's player? Uh, yeah. I think it was a really good move. And I'm going to give you a little spoiler, Rob. Venus wins the fishy this week, second fishy in a row for Venus, because, he, uh, because of it. You know, and, and there's a lot that goes into voting out Rachel beyond just uh, you know, possibly luring Tyson to switch. But, you know, why not, you know, take a shot across Tyson's bow? I have to say, I thought it was a pretty strong move, but I have to say in the beginning of the episode, I was feeling good about Rachel. This was such a blind yeah. side for me because, and I even felt like about 55 minutes through, I'm like, oh boy, Dr. John, he's toast. But it did not. Really? It didn't happen. No, I get I get fooled very easily, Stephen. I really do. <laughs> that and, was such like the most obvious like survivor. Like, oh, it's like the most obvious decoy boot. You know, they always do that. Uh, could could be. John, I fall for know, it. I fall yeah. for it. 
But yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I felt like Rachel was in such a good spot because as Nicole and I, we, we did our preseason prediction show, and Nicole and I actually both predicted that we thought Rachel would win, but we said we totally had this tribe nailed, that we said the guys are going to farm a bro alliance, and Rachel is going to be with the bro alliance, and they're going to vote out all of the women. We just did not see this wrinkle coming that it yeah. would potentially, they would vote her out to try to screw over Tyson. Well, now here's another twist to, to voting out Rachel, which I think might have also been a part of it. Because if they voted, Rachel's probably one of the stronger challenge competitors, right, of the girls. They put Rachel on Redemption Island. Maybe she sw- Maybe Tyson switches with her. Maybe he doesn't. There's a good shot that Rachel can take out Candace, right? Eliminating Candace makes John a better ally. So John has kind of been wobbly in this alliance. If Candace is gone, John's, you know, other sort of potentials are also gone. Well, let's get to the next point because I think it goes hand in hand with what we're talking about right now. Well, we want to know what is next for Tyson, Stephen. You know, you are a close confidant of Tyson. You played in Survivor Token Cheens with him. Uh, you have an insider's mindset. What will Tyson do next week? I say no. I say he's not going to make the switch. Really? Because I, yeah. I kind of feel like he will, and I think it's not a terrible move. That's why I'm I'm not too bummed out about my pick going out of the game because I kind of feel like she's going to be back in next week. Here's the thing about Tyson, right? I mean, Tyson, you know, the, the thing about the Redemption Island Trules is that you only have to not lose. So, you know, Tyson is in a pretty good spot if he makes the switch, right? But, you know, Tyson lost token chains basically on a carnival game. You know, he lost on a freaking shuffleboard competition. It, you know, he, he doesn't want to put himself at the mercy of, you know, skee-ball. You know, if Tyson's going to play Survivor, he wants to play the where he's he's running and swimming and jumping and flying and diving and high-fiving. You know, I don't think he's going to he's gonna put his game at the mercy of, of, uh, of that. We've talked about this on Rob as a podcast with Tyson, and we talked about how in Redemption Island he could potentially clean up because he, he felt like when we spoke about this in, in one of our many conversations on this show, he felt like people are always going to vote him out because he's a physical threat. Why not go to Redemption Island, just kick everybody's ass in the challenges, and then come back at like day 37? Now, in this instance, he would come back right around the time of the merge, but I think this would actually be a good move for Tyson, especially considering that he doesn't ha- have to win every challenge. He just has to not come in last. Well, right now, Tyson is in the strong alliance on his tribe, right? I mean, if he does what, you know, essentially what Rupert did and, like, put himself out of the game and then put Rachel on his tribe, like, is Rachel going to have that alliance? Is she going to have those bonds? You know, I he think might so. not be... Uh, you think you think yes? I think that she just goes right in. She gets she's in that alliance, and Otis and Tina and Monica, and they're they're all they just it, they're like there's a spot warm for whoever is coming out of Utah into that alliance, whether it's Tyson or Rachel. But the thing is, like they're not going to have an opportunity to communicate, right? Tyson's not going to be able to say, "Hey, Rachel, be with my team." You know, as a survivor player, someone new comes in. You can't trust that they're going to honor their that the other person's commitments, right? You don't know how they're going to act. I mean, yes, Rachel's a sweet girl. Tyson's a great guy. They're both like nice, smart people. But you know, if she's on that tribe and suddenly Otis comes up to her and is like, "Oh yeah, Tyson was with us," is she going to believe him? 
I don't know. I mean, I just kind of feel like let's say we're on this we're on this tribe and we're on the tribe of returning favorites. And now your mom is on the other tribe. And now you they vote out your mom. They say we got to get rid of Fishback. Where this is a right. uh, this is a move against Fishback. We're voting his mom out. So now now you, you go over and we already have an alliance. Now your mom comes over to our tribe. I kind of feel like we just say to her, like, hey, look, we had Stephen was in our alliance. He was with us. Um, it seems like a really far-fetched move. Like it's not going to work for long to trick the loved one that comes over. We just have a seat warm for whoever is yeah. your respective loved one. I just think that's too neat. You know, Survivor's a messy game. You know, there's a lot of degrees of alliances. You know, we see it on television as like these five are together and those two are together. I just think there's a lot of gradations. I don't think it's that neat, and I think it's too big a risk. And you know, maybe you're right. Maybe it pans out in that situation. Maybe it doesn't pan out. And are you willing to take that risk? Survivor is a game of mistakes. You want to minimize chance. By making a move like that, you're maximizing chance. I don't know. So you you officially say you don't think Tyson will go and take Rachel's place at Redemption Island. Well, here's the thing, right? Like we saw in the preview, he like, so, so like, do, do we, do we, whoever, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I can, I mean, I can see it happening. I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to lose my credibility as a Tyson, you know, the Tyson savant Tyson uh, expert. By, by, by getting it wrong. Yeah. So, uh, I, I mean, my gut is, is no, but, um, you know, who knows? I, f- I feel like he does. And I, I actually, I think it's a good move for everybody involved. I think that Rachel would be fine on the tribe of returning favorites. And I think Tyson's going to clean up and then uh, come back into the game around the uh, time of um, the merge. Right. I, yeah. I mean, I certainly see the point, you know, I mean, on the other hand, you know, look what it, they just saw what happened to Rupert. Mm-hmm. Rupert did the noble thing. He took Laura's spot first person out, you know? So I mean, it, you, you've just seen that that noble move end horribly. And, you know, they, they know that Laura is not in a good spot on their tribe. So who knows? Yeah, I could see it both ways. I, I really could. Maybe after the whole thing happened with Rupert, maybe, you know, everybody that's in that group says, hey, let's just make a pact right now. Whoever, no matter what, if our loved one goes to Redemption Island, we are staying loyal to this team. We we made this bond and we're going to make this pact and everybody swear on this that you're not going to switch because we need we need the strength of this group. I mean, that's a possibility, too. What about you, Rob? Would you switch if it was Nicole? Well, Nicole and I may or may not have talked about this. And I, <laughs> first off, that would be a very foolish move to vote out Nicole to try to get me to switch to go to Redemption Island. We actually, we talked about this last night because Nicole hadn't seen the episode all week and we watched it uh, on demand on the CBS on through DirecTV. Who cares? Um, but we were talking about this and... Uh, we said we think Nicole might actually be better off at the Redemption Island. We were talking about oh. this. I was said, "Hey, look, you're good. You are you're you're a, a, more of an athlete than I am. Yeah. You like going to the beach. You could just hang out. You'd probably sleep the whole time. I mean, what chance do I have to win one of these little games? I think she was concerned it might be a puzzle at Redemption Island. That was her big her big concern. So would she switch with you? Ooh, if I hope so. Out, I hope then so. Would she switch? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it's an interesting thing. I wonder how much switching we're going to see. But I say I kind of hope that Tyson does switch because I think that's going to be fun to watch. Because I really do think Tyson would just clean up on Redemption Island. I, you know what? In terms of just like pure watchingness, 
I want to see Tyson strategize, and I want to see Tyson kick ass in swimming competitions and running competitions. I don't need to see Tyson kick ass in like the whatever that crap was today, and like you know <laughs> that thing. Uh, so I, I, I hope, as just a pure viewer, I hope he's, he uh, does not switch. Give us the scouting report on Tyson in Token Sheens. How many immunity challenges did you guys have before he before uh, well, somebody he was in blindsided him? He was in, I think, three uh, individual immunities, and he freaking was awesome. I mean, he was ridiculously good in every single uh, competition to the point where I was like physically, I was just awed. I, it just was like a, it was like a pleasure and an honor to be able to witness the beauty of him competing. And the one time he did go out, you know, he it was like a shuffleboard thing. It was a little, and he almost won that one too because he's just that good at everything. Yeah. So he won the first two on your season, the first two individual immunities, and then he and then he lost the third, and that's when you guys decided to get him out. Well, he sort of actually, I think he like gave the second one to Debbie, or you know, he like basically was like he he was so dominant on it that he, I think he just sort of like handed it to her. Although I could be wrong about, I honestly don't remember. And, um, <laughs> oh my God, Steven, you're, you're slipping. Yeah. And he but also then in survivor heroes versus villains, didn't he win an individual immunity? Also, they had like a thing, like whoever comes in first from this tribe and from the villains tribe gets. So something. Rob, I think Boston Rob actually beat him in that, but he was right behind Rob right behind him. So, he is a demon in the threat. I mean, I think that people don't talk about Tyson like an Aussie, but I think that he is right there. Oh, forget it. Tyson is a much better athlete than Ozzy. I would put Tyson, I would bet all of my money on Tyson in every competition against Ozzy, except maybe like, you know, the, like the balancing things on a tray competition. Oh, there you go. I see that. <laughs> Yeah. So, I, no. <laughs> so, but, but, and I know how, t- how confident Tyson is from talking to him on the show. I, I just feel like that Tyson's got to know he can beat anybody at anything that, or, or at least he must feel that way. Why not go to Redemption Island? Um, I, I mean, I certainly see what you're saying. I just think it's like not, you know, it's too much of a crapshoot at Redemption Island, but you know, I mean, we'll see, you know, I think that comes down to like the dynamics between any couple, you know, would you, the the flip side is, do you would you ask your spouse to do that for you? You know, like, you know, on the one hand, like, you know, John Cody loses major points for not flipping with Candace, but like, would Candace ask John Cody to flip? We don't know. Yeah, and the other thing about that also, which we don't really know this dynamic in any of the couples, where Tyson is the survivor. This is his thing, and his right. girlfriend is his plus one. You know, not everybody's going to be like Rupert where it's Laura's turn to play this time. You know, for Tyson, he feels like, hey, this is my third shot to go here. You know, maybe, you know, it's not that important to Rachel to go play Survivor. She was just, you know, we have this interesting relationship and this helped us get to this point. But this isn't about Rachel. This is about me. And this is my time to get redemption for my the two times where I didn't win Survivor, this is the time I'm going to win. I'm not giving that up for my girlfriend, who may or may not even really care that much about Survivor. Right. I mean, that's the question, right? I mean, I think that's like the dynamic, right? I think you're right. Like in the Rupert relationship, like obviously Laura really wanted it. You know, she wanted to to have that, like, be a part of that of that experience. Um, and Rupert didn't seem to, you know, Rupert seemed to like be more wanted to, you know, make this the big statement about. Uh, you know, love. All right. Well, let's let's talk about Rupert, Steven. Here we go. Uh, Rupert first player eliminated from survivor blood versus water. Steven, 
Uh, how shocked are you to see Rupert go out number one out of 20? I was pretty surprised, you know? I mean, like, he's obviously not like the, the dynamo he was, you know, 30 years ago when he first played. But, um, you know, I, I still I, I still think Rupert has legs. And I'm one of the rare few who really believes that there's more to Rupert's game than, than just the sort of, you know, caricature that we all know and uh, dislike. Uh, I think there's that Rupert is a good player, and I think that he has some strategic chops. And I think he's more self-aware than people give him credit for. So uh, I was disappointed to see him go so early. Well, let's talk about Rupert's legacy now. Um, Rupert started out like a pistol. He was he was red hot. He was the greatest thing since sliced bread. And then he came back. He went back to back seasons on seven and eight. And then, you know, a little bloom off the rose. He comes back on Survivor 20. He actually goes very far in the game, but does not have a very dominating performance. And then eight or seven seasons later, he comes back here as the first one out. Rupert, believe it or not, not a Survivor Hall of Famer, Stephen. And this was a poor choice for Rupert to come back here. Not, not only does he is he the first one eliminated, also not eligible for consideration into the Survivor Hall of Fame, uh, competing on a season in the fall. Wait, what do you mean he's not eligible? I believe, I have to check with Gordon Holmes on this, but after Ozzy was inducted in 2011, they changed the rules that you cannot be, if you are on the current season, you cannot be inducted into the Survivor Hall of Fame. Wow. Wow, that, that's going to be a blow to Rupert. I, I would hate to be that's, the one to inform oh, him of that. That's gonna, yeah. yeah, well, that's going to be, those are the breaks, Stephen. <laughs> I, I hate to have to pass on that news. Um, I actually think that Rupert, that Rupert was um, better served this time than he was in Heroes versus Villains. You know, in Heroes versus Villains, Rupert had a season-long arc where – he just failed again and again and again and looked mm-hmm. ridiculous. And he had a little bit of like a, a nice redemption towards the end of the, of the season. But, you know, it, it, that really tarnished his legacy, I, I felt. And, and in this time out, Rupert gets to do something very noble. You know, in some ways, being you know, you'd rather be first out than, than fourth out, right? Okay. Um, I like how you're or, spinning this. So yeah. this, is, <laughs> this is like that Rupert had, you know, in a season that he had no chance to win – he yeah. actually gets the best case scenario for him where ultimately the it had the game played out he where he gets voted out two weeks from now right. you know blindsided after trying yeah. to come up with some alliance that does not work uh by a bunch of people who are like laughing and like like oh see you you know uh why don't you go and tie die Rupert you know <laughs> <laughs> so instead he gets to do something noble gives his wife a chance to play and with Rupert out of the game maybe Laura isn't the first one out now I it's very possible I mean Laura is a much more desirable ally now that she has no other uh you know no other connection on the other tribe although it was funny how you know not she was not very choked up would you say was she sad would you would you say that Laura was sad to see Rupert go well, maybe she's just gonna, knows that she has bragging rights now forever in her house. <laughs> yeah. When they went head to head, she she beat him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. And again, we will have the big interview with Rupert tomorrow morning. Um, I will have that for you guys, barring any overnight news uh, from the one and only uh, first lady of podcasting. And uh, the future baby sister Nino. So 
We'll keep you posted on that. Watch on robhasawebsite.com tomorrow for that. All right, Steve. So boy or girl, boy or girl, you've committed to naming your child after the eliminated player uh, of, of the most recent Survivor episode. I did? I did? That's how I remember it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. So Rupert Sesternino or Rupertina. Is, so is it is it Rupert if it's a boy and Rachel if it's a girl? No, I think it's like Rupert. 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 Nah, it's too good. Anyway. All right. All right. Let's go back to the tribe of new survivors. And how about Dr. John tonight? Uh, it was a uh, bittersweet night. He didn't get voted out. But did Dr. John screw himself, Stephen? Uh, yes. Yes, he did. <laughs> you know, there, there's, there's a question, I think, you know, we've had a lot of conversations about the best way to play an idol and the best way to use an idol clue. You know, do you, do you share it with your alliance to build trust? Do you keep it to yourself? And, uh, you know, John really found the, the absolute wrong way to uh, play an idol. You know, he, 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 uh, he not only did everyone know he had the idol clue, but he then was super secretive and sneaky about it. And uh, that just is going to draw a lot of suspicion to him. Yeah, he did a really bad job with the idol. I mean, you're in a bro alliance of five people. They yeah. give you the idol clue in front of everybody. And you cannot, you don't get to say, uh, you know, guys, I think I'm just going to keep this uh, to myself. I think I'm just going to not not share the idol. <laughs> everybody knows you have the clue. This is, you know, there's a reason why they used to, like, you know, take the idol and, like, you know, hide it in your pencil case or whatever the hell they, they stick the idol. They wanted to stick the idol clue, and then it's a secret, and nobody knows. Oh, I gotta go read this in private. Everybody knows you have it, so yeah. it you have to it, you have to go do the coach move of hey, like uh, let's go all as a group and go look for this idol. But it's still yours. You still get to keep it, but everybody gets to know you have it. There's no secret yeah. of I'll go look for it well, myself. I mean- the danger is that, you know, you have the clue and then someone else gets lays their hands on it first, then it's theirs, and you don't have the idol. I still think that's a preferable, uh, you know, outcome uh, rather than uh, just, just alienating your alliance. Yeah, and I really did think that they were going to get rid of him. Now, Stephen, were you disappointed that the, it seemed to me that the girls, uh, Sari... Uh, not sorry, uh, Sierra and Katie didn't try to come up with a counter plan to say, Hey, uh, why don't we, why don't we try to vote out John here? Um, I, I guess that would, that wasn't going to, uh, like, it's like that they, they, they didn't go to the guys with that plan because maybe it could have worked. I mean, the sense we've gotten is that the guys are pretty strong, right? Maybe they just realized that it was sort of a no win situation. Um, I, I always feel like there's more chatter, you know, than we see. Uh, maybe they did go to the uh, guys and just sort of shut it down. And, or did John get the sense that maybe he was in trouble and could he have gone to the three girls? Yes, it would have been a 4-4 tie, but maybe you could get something going there. Is that a possibility for John? But what's what's the appeal of that, Rob? You know, why, why mix it up when you've got, you know, you're in a strong alliance uh, you know, why be the person to flip on your alliance? You, not only do you ruin your own alliance, no one trusts you in the other alliance. You know, I, I think it's a weak move. It's a little bit of a stretch. It's a, it's a stretch early on, but it's fun to talk about. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of fun to talk about, we've got a, a lot here. Let's talk about, Stephen, has Colton lost his mind? Wow. Uh, well, 
is this a different Colton than we saw in season one? I mean, did he have his, did he ever have his mind? I don't know. But last week, and Tyson said it best. He's like, oh, we, I thought we were going to get a new Colton. And we did for like a day. And then yeah. all of a sudden, Colton is like, uh, hey, I'm not just going to sit here. And I don't want to be on this tribe. I want to go to tribal council. I'm not going to try to win every challenge. We got to start voting people off. Does Colton realize that if they go to tribal council, <laughs> what, what, what may yeah. happen? Yeah, it's not going to be not going to be Bill Posley this time. He would be the one uh, going home. Um, yeah, you know, it's funny. It's like exactly the same thing that happened last season. He hated his tribe. He didn't like being on his tribe. And then like suddenly, you know, things got stirred up a little bit. I think because he found the idol. Right. And suddenly he was able to start bossing people around on one world. And, uh, you know, I, He's playing against much more mature people. He's playing against people who have, you know, a lot more experience in this game. And I think he thinks that, like, throwing grenades is going to have, like, you know, a destabilizing effect on his tribe. He's wrong. Yeah, he really came into this season with a terrible strategy. Now, I don't know if he had a different strategy and then because the whole tribe was so kumbaya and it looks like there is this big alliance that's formed uh, with Adas, Tyson, and... Uh, is it Jervis, yeah. Tina, and Monica? That's the five that's in this alliance. And so basically yeah. he's just, he knows he's in trouble here. And so he's trying to come figure out a way to cause a fracture in this alliance. So he's telling Tina that Jervis wants to vote. Or I don't remember who he told what to. But but is this just his way of he's having a tantrum now because he knows he's kind of screwed here? I think that's the most generous interpretation that you could possibly give to his actions because Really, if you look at what he's saying, you know, he tells Tina that Aris is, is targeting Jervis, you know, like that's not the way to like, that's not an inroad. That's just like a desk. That's just like a random ploy. You know, I don't think he's aware of how tight those five are. Um, you know, maybe he sees them chatting and, and has some suppositions. Maybe he feels left out. But, you know, the way to go into that alliance would not then be to you know, just like randomly throw out lies, you know, because of course then it's just going to get back to the people and you're going to look worse. Um, You know, he doesn't, you don't see him start, you know, when, when, when cat comes to him and is like, you're, you need to chill out. He can't chill out. You know, he's like so worked up that he can't uh, stop himself. Now, Otis called Colton. He said he's like a gay Russell Hans. Uh, no, <laughs> which which I which I did appreciate. I tweeted to Russell Hansa. Uh, Does that mean I can call you the straight Colton Cumbie? Uh, and he said he did not want to be called the straight Colton Cumbie. So uh, we will we will refrain from doing that with Russell. Uh, that being said, Stephen, do you feel like Colton is more of a Russell Hans or is he acting more like a Brandon Hans? Uh, yeah, I mean, just flipping out and, and trying to cause dissension. I mean, maybe you're right. Uh, you know, I do think, I mean, it's sort of, uh, it was sort of Russell's strategy. Uh, it just done very, 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 very badly. You know, what Russell is so good at is reading people and really playing on their fears. And you just see Colton kind of, you know, like I said, throwing grenades. You know, he's, he's, he's not making these targeted, you know, psychological attacks the way that Russell is able to. Um, I, I don't, you know, I, I mean, he's a bully and he wants to be a bully. He wants to be a bully, but he's not a successful bully. Yeah, he's somewhere in between like Brandon Hans last season of realizing that there's a stealth R us and he's not really in it. 
and Russell Hance on Redemption Island, where it's basically every, he kind of sees the writing on the wall, and he's only got a couple of people with him. And I don't even know if Colton has anybody with him. Looks like he had uh, I mean, Monica. You know, we saw Cat. We saw Cat, like you know, say she, you know, try to help him and say she, you know, doesn't want him against her. But you know, I, I, she's got to realize that you know, sticking by that horse is a uh, bad horsemanship. Yeah, I mean, who is even there for Colton to go with? If there, if that five is together, there's only nine people in the group. So he's six. Then there's Cat. There's Laura, and who who else is the other person? Oh, uh, oh, uh, both the Lauras. Both the Lauras yeah. on the outside, and he and he's like trying to get them voted out. Yep, it's a, you know he's he's. I mean, I don't you know is he even trying to get anyone voted out? I mean, even, what he did on One World, which worked, was bring together uh, you know the the sort of people who were left out. I mean, but you know there were also Troy Zan also was doing that too. You know he had he had uh, and, and they had the numbers too. You know the, the difference between One World and and here is that on One World, you know the left out people were more than we're more than the sort of bro-y alliance there here. You know, these people know enough to lock up the majority. Uh, I don't think Colton has, you know, Colton doesn't have much of a shot. And honestly, like I won't be disappointed to see him go. I'm, I'm t- I mean, it's, I'm tired of the half the episode being devoted to Colton crying. Well, it's just, I, I don't like that. He's just complaining about everything. Like I want to hear what his plan is. Like I, he's talking about how, Oh my God, I hate my tribe. I want to go to tribal council. And like, but I don't really understand what they're doing that's bothering him so much it seems like he basically showed up and it doesn't seem like there's anything that's particularly annoying about this group like they're all saying like hey let's all get along but they're winning the challenges i mean what the hell do they need to be like ripping each other's hair out and fighting and having all this drama you want to be on a successful group that's that's winning the challenges and okay that's boring but you know what ride it out you'll get to the part of survivor that's not boring if you can get through this Yep. I mean, I, you know, I, I mean, certainly I agree with you, you know, and I think it, it, it's a testament to sort of, you know, his weakness as a, as a game player is that he can only, he only knows how to do one thing, which is cause chaos. You know, he does very well in that environment, but when it's not, you know, when the environment isn't, isn't reacting to that, he, he falls apart. Gets antsy, gets antsy. He's got ants in his pants, Colton. All right, let's let's talk a little bit about um, a, a couple other things before let's bounce around before we uh, jump into some questions. So, how about Jervis tonight? That did you feel like Marissa basically threw him Marissa! under the bus? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's making up for it, but you basically said, "Yeah, I got voted off because you were trash talking too much." Oh, oh, interesting. And he was like, "Well, I'll trash talk." He's like, "I'll do it. I'll do it some more. I'll I'll rub salt in that wound." <laughs> One thing that Jervis is great at is trash talking. It looks like it looks like nobody is better at post challenge celebration than Jervis. Yes, he's very good. Uh, what do you think of Jervis's full uh, bicep pagong tattoo? I think I had forgotten that he had that. Oh, I didn't even notice it. Yes, um, really not so much. Maybe before he got that, it did not have the same connotation that it has today. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. It was probably, he got that tattoo probably before the word became a verb. (laughs) Yeah, meaning to to have your entire lines voted out one by one by one. Yeah. Do you think that that's his history? Do you think his tattoo is a prelude to his alliance getting voted out one by one at the merge? Well, do you think that after this survivor, he'll get the other arm with this tribe? What, What are we calling this tribe? 
I don't go even know. Galong, 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 Pagong and Galong. It's great. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Symmetry, beginnings yeah. and endings. Yeah. Um, I had one one other thing I wanted to uh, talk about from the episode, and I can't remember what it was. So if I think of it, I will uh, come. Oh, yes. Do you think that the survivors uh, would have been well served in the barrel pushing tri- uh, challenge tonight if they would have had Walter White with them to help them push these barrels as fast as they could? <laughs> He's he's good. He's had a lot of practice. He's very good today. All right. So let's bring in Scott St. Pierre, who's been moderating your questions here tonight live. And as part of, I don't know if this is related, but they've been doing this whole big uh, rollout of new features on the Google Hangout. Uh, We've gotten HD recently. They updated some other features. So uh, you'll notice some slick looking comments here. So uh, let's let's bring it in for the first time ever. New comments. Uh, this is from, oh look at this! Yes, this is great. This, this is classy. This is, this is from uh, Calvin who wants to know, Rob, would you have rather seen John get voted out and have to compete against Candace? Uh, I think that'd be interesting. That'd be a fun show would, next week. I really hope that we see w- at least one family member competition on uh, Redemption Island. You know, that would be great if someone took a dive for their family member. That would be that would be lovely. Now, if you were taking a dive for your family member, do you have to like go through the motions of like you're trying to compete? Like, oh, I knocked my thing over again. Or would you just say like, would you just be able to say, look, I'm not going to compete in this? Well, I think, I mean, because it's a troll, you know, you don't, you know, you just don't want to get left. So, okay. So, yes. Yeah. So you want to go through the motions. You want to, you know, beat Marissa and may, and maybe if you both get through it, there's a chance you guys could both stay. So that's actually so that's a good way to put it. Um, do you think we'll get down to duels at some point? Will that be like the post merge? Will we have duels? I hope that I hope so. I mean, it's definitely much more drama, right? The Truel is sort of, I mean, you know, Redemption Island is inherently sort of a drama suck. So uh, I, I don't really have a, a strong opinion. Put everyone on Redemption Island. I don't care. Okay. Uh, this is from uh, Rob's Taboo Buzzer. Uh, he wants to know uh, why not sit out Laura? Well, I didn't even notice who sat out in the challenge. Did you uh, s- s- notice who was sitting out? I mean, it didn't seem to really matter. You know, there's the rule about who's allowed to sit out is sort of oscillated. Sometimes they say it's, you know, you can't sit out people in back-to-back challenges. Sometimes they say episodes. Um, you and know, Redemption so it Island just depends on how out. Jeff is feeling that day. You know, that that, that was one excuse that they made um, for why Courtney got to sit out back-to-back challenges. Uh, in, in Heroes versus Villains. So um, I think they're probably just being conservative. You know, this was a challenge where it didn't matter for Laura if Laura competed. Yeah, I don't know exactly how that goes. Redemption Island is, you know, I don't know if there's a buffer between that where it's not like you could sit somebody out of the reward challenge and then they had to be in the immunity challenge. But if it goes by episode, you literally could sit somebody out, you know, every challenge until the merge. Right. So we'll, we'll, we don't know. we'll see. We don't know. It's not that, not that big a deal, I don't think. All right. Stephen, could you could you read this question? Yes, Rob. Will anyone see Hayden has a threat? Um, this is from uh, Scott. Uh, this is from Patrick yep. Caro. Patrick Caro. So, will anybody see Hayden as a threat? Doesn't look like it. Uh, yeah, he's doing a pretty good job of sort of hanging back, huh? Stephen, I took on Hayden Moss in Rob has a fantasy football league three this weekend. And let's just say uh, Hayden should be well accustomed to losing to the uh, survivor veterans at this point. I um, smoked. Wow. I smoked him, Burn. Stephen. Burn. Uh, I was yeah. trash talking him like I was Jervis. <laughs> it, was fa- it was fantastic. 
Who who would you call out to? Who is your call out for uh, the fantasy league? Who what what lost soldier you know went down in that fantasy league before before his or her time? <laughs> I don't know what you mean. I don't know. I, I don't even know what I mean. <laughs> I don't know. Trying to draw out the parallel too far. Uh, uh, Rob, yes. uh, the great Sierra Plessy wants to know. Uh, hey, it looks like Tyson and Aris are getting along better than ever without you. Eh? I guess she's Canadian. <laughs> okay. Well, and yeah. Then, yeah, this is not from Sierra from Survivor. Did you happen no, this to... this is the, the legendary Sierra Plessy. Uh, yeah. Steven, did you happen to notice that when everybody was sitting around the campfire, I said, wait, is there a couple going on there? And it looked like... They were spooning. Uh, yeah, they weren't quite spooning, but they were doing like the sitting version of spooning where Otis was sitting on the ground and like Tyson had like his arms uh, draped over him uh, like that. Is is there a full-on bromance in Bloom? Well, apparently they already have a couple name I saw on Survivor Sucks. It's Arson. Arson. So uh, oh. there you go. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, we'll have to. Can we get the what is the chemical element of that? We'll fit that into our Breaking Bad theme for yeah. uh, Tyson and Ars. I really, I, I like this alliance. I mean, I am. Uh, I feel like I am uh, good friends with both of these guys through the podcast. Very happy to see them bonding out there. Do you think it's an RHAP alliance? I, I, I don't think that they said, hey, you've been on Rob's podcast a bunch of times. I've been on <laughs> Rob's podcast a bunch of times. Why don't we make an alliance? But I do think that the kind of people who I get along with probably would get along well with each other if they have a, a, you know, a, a sense of humor that if, if it works with me, it would work with them. So I think that it's just like you know a, a friend of a friend, you would think that they would also be friends. If I ever go back on Survivor, I will only ally with people who have been on your podcast more multiple than times, three times. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that would be a good that would be a good strategy. That's, you and you would have a minimal. you'd have a fun alliance, and hopefully, as long as they don't turn on each other at some point in the game, maybe one day we could have a an Otis and Tyson podcast. It could be oh wow, could be huge, could be huge. that would be big. But maybe they hate each other now. Who knows? Um, all right, so Stephen, how about this? Do you think that the guys use smiley faces to frame the women during their votes? Would that be a good strategy when you come back to Survivor? I don't even. I don't even entirely understand this. Can when you, you explain this to me? when you make your vote, uh, if if I was trying to frame you, or if I was trying to frame somebody in my tribe, and, and I and, and I vote for you, like uh, this, and I have sort of like the un unhappy face on my vote will somebody be more likely to think that this is a woman's vote that i've put the uh emoticon on my vote no (laughs) what if i wrote it in like a really girly handwriting and put like hearts around it yeah people always say like well i tried to disguise my handwriting to conceal my i don't think anyone pays close enough attention to that I i didn't know anyone's handwriting yeah okay (laughs) <laughs> who knows yeah it's not like you see you get like notes from people it's like oh that's definitely that's definitely fishback's yeah, handwriting yeah you can't you can't even really see you know you don't have the close-up shot that we have here at home you know you're like is that is that my name no no i'm good we're good okay yes uh in and the All chat right. the chat room is uh good enough to fact check me yes uh, arson is uh not an element yes that is that would be correct <laughs> Hey, we're doing a a live show here, people. All right, we can't get everything right across across the board. We're lucky we get anything right. Okay, (laughs) Eric. Um, Eric Laval wants to know: Didn't John screw over Candice again by voting to potentially send Challenge Beast Tyson to Redemption Island? Question mark. Well, 
Yes. Well, but, but like he he tried to he tried to stop it. He tried to stop it from happening. Yes. I think he will be vindicated uh, when she watches the episode to see that he tried to save her and, and not send somebody over there. Um, Edward F. wants to know, uh, Monica said Survivor is all about patience. According to Brad, Monica said you have to hit the ground running. Sounds like Monica needs to get her story straight. <laughs> yeah. Um Monica doesn't. She seems a little fed up with Colton already. It seems like they had an alliance early on, but it seems like even she is getting a little tired of his antics. Well, do you have is 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 the right strategy to start? Is it to be patient, Rob, or is it to hit the ground running? Well, I would say that the right strategy is to be patient. Now, I personally got burned on that strategy on Survivor All-Stars that I, I kind of came into Survivor All-Stars. I wouldn't say that I, have, I had as big of a target as somebody like Colton, I feel like, does. But I felt like, you know, sim- similar to Colton, I kind of said, boy... I bet these people aren't going to trust me. I better be on my best behavior here to not arouse any suspicion because if these people have any reason to vote me out, they will vote me out. And I thought I was doing a good job, Stephen, and apparently uh, I, did, I was not. But I feel Well, Boston like- Rob had really hit the ground running and established a relationship with Amber before the show. So you would have done well to establish a relationship with Sue Hawk before the show. <laughs> yeah, well, it would have been. And to speak to that point, it's like, hey, you know what? Probably Colton said to himself, you know what? No matter what I do, they're probably still coming for me anyway. I might as well hit the ground running. And that's probably the evolution of that, that, you know what? You probably are better off to hit the ground running because they're going to vote you off anyway. You might as well play your game. Um. Rob, uh, do you guys think that Kat should even try to help Colton at this point? No. Really? Well, so Kat is not – like, let's just talk – you know, the Kat is not in the majority alliance right now. She, she's she got this, like, you know, bitchy brother in Colton. Mm-hmm. You know, well, doesn't she ultimately want him around? Like, Colton is great for Kat, you know? He's someone who will definitely go before her. He's someone who probably has her back. And he's someone who takes all the attention off of her machinations as she wheels and deals and becomes the real mastermind that she is. <laughs> She's wheeling and dealing. Uh, I just think that you're Maybe. right that she that keeping Colton around is a good buffer because they're not getting rid of her while Colton is still around no matter what. So she, I feel like yeah. she's got Colton as a buffer and maybe she has Laura also. At least one of the two Lauras is a buffer. But yeah. it's in it's in her best interest. But I don't see anybody saying, "Hey, let's make it. Let's get this alliance. It'll be me, Colton, the two Lauras, and then we just got to pull over <laughs> one other person." And then I I don't see it happening. Rob, is there going to be a swap? Do you think there will be a swap in the next couple of, uh, oh, of episodes? Oh, you, you, that when you started asking questions, I thought you were going to the next question in the, in the chat room. Do I think there'll be a swap? No, because I think that we will not have a swap this season because Redemption what? Island Redemption Island has already has all the swapping built into it. So you don't think they're going to mix up the tribe? No, I don't think so. Really? I don't think so because you, if, you, if it goes according to their plan, you're going to have people coming back and forth across the the groups. So it doesn't. It, they, but it's not going to go according to their. I think that's a missed opportunity. I, I think uh, you know. I think I think they've got like a dominant alliance on both tribes. They got to they got to mix it up. Put people with other people's family members. You know, maybe some family members get mixed in together. I think I think that's that's where the drama happens, Rob. All in right. my opinion. Yeah. Well, it's a it's a good opinion. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I, I'm ready. I want to see this play out a couple more weeks. 
I'll give it one more weeks, and then after that week's swap. Oh, my God. All right, want to do one more question? Reese Brown wants to know, was Marissa trying to gain sympathy, or did she really believe she was blindsided? I think she, I think she believed she was blindsided. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think everybody believes that they're blindsided. I, I mean, Rachel didn't feel like she was blindsided. She didn't? No, she comes off. She she went off and was like, you know what? I, you know, I knew it was probably going to be me or one of the other girls. It's inevitable. Yeah, what are you, what are you going to do? All right, well, Stephen, we have so much. Uh, the season is off to a good a good start, right? I'd say we are we are squarely at level two survivor right now. One more question, Rob. Yes. You think? Do you think Vetus is protecting Katie because he knows that Aris and Tina? This is from Milkman. Uh, that he knows that Aris and Tina are in an alliance and that they could meet up at the merge. Um, I don't think that's why I'm sure that Vetus knows that Otis would probably work with Tina. I think that, you know, the winners are probably not going to target one another. I mean, don't forget they had that night where they got to sort of work, you know, spend the night alone with their partners. So they probably all have a good sense of who's with us and who's like, who would we want to work with and who would we not want to work with? But I don't the think night, the night, how about like the preceding six months that they had? Well, to, okay. Uh, but, but you know, maybe yeah. they didn't know for sure who's there with them. And then right. when they get, when they get there, they have like a whole like day zero when they can really, get you know get into it and 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 one last time okay work with this person work with this person but i don't think it's a big factor i think that vetus and katie probably just get along i wish that they were more upfront with all of the you know the inner i saw rc was saying that people different family members you know all the sort of family members knew what their job was you know and and uh you know I wish that the show was more fun about it. I don't think it would take away from the show at all. I think it would actually add to the show. So when you say they knew what everybody's job was, you mean like not their occupation, but like what everybody's uh, role was to do? Well, you know that there are going to be pregame alliances with the returning players, but you know, how are those reflected with the new players? You know, and I, again, like I don't know anything about, you know, this, I don't know if Vita's had an alliance with Katie and, you know, to begin with, but I'm just saying like that there is another dynamic there. And I think, you know, it would be more for me, it would be more interesting to, to see it, to actually see it all. I don't think it would take away from the show. Yeah. But with all due respect to uh, Miss Survivor, I would have to say, though, that the <laughs> predominant alliance is this is this bro alliance of all of the dudes. And if you match up the bro alliance with the returning players, it's not like that everybody that was in the bro alliance is on the corresponding tribe in a mirrored alliance of five on the other side. Well, that's very true. And, you know, Aris and Tyson are spooning on the one hand, and then Vetus is targeting Rachel on the other. So, uh, you know, that certainly speaks against that. So I, I think that, yeah, there's a little bit of cold water on the fact that, oh, there's this mastermind pregame alliance that everybody knew who was with everybody because the, the sides are not lining up in, you know, in uh, mirrors of each other. Well, and the other thing about pregame alliances is that, you know, they dissipate very quickly once uh, the actual... The actual line, you know, the actual game itself starts. And I think, you know, even Kat and Colton who have all this history, you know, there's there's friction there already. So, okay. uh, yeah. All right. All right. Well, Stephen, this has been a riveting chat here talking about the uh, Survivor Blood versus Water uh, next week. Now, Nicole is due on September 28th. I, I would say w- with a great deal of likelihood, I will probably not be here 
for Survivor Know It Alls next week. I think that's I'm not going out on a, on a limb there. Uh, you know, barring you know the baby coming very you know in the next 48 hours, I think I'll be out of commission for a couple of days. But Stephen, you have. A, a, well, don't say. Don't, I'm, I not don't gonna say I'm, not, I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say. But Stephen has been working the phones, and uh, we have a fill-in host ready to at the ready. So we will have a Survivor Know-It-Alls next Wednesday at 10 p.m. Uh, Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, lined up, ready to go, no matter what. No matter what. Right, unless something happens to Stephen, and then we or, don't have two uh, backup hosts. That's a, there should be a line of succession down the entire 400 survivors, you know, who, who you know, yeah. Yeah. All right. So we'll we'll see about that. Then tomorrow I will talk with Rupert in the morning and then we'll do our Survivor interview podcast uh, with we're going to go a ways back. Stephen, we've got some old school people on this season. We're going to talk to John Carroll from Survivor. Oh, Marquesas. You, I you, love John Carroll. Yeah. I always wanted John Carroll to be back on. If there's anyone who deserves to be back on, you know, we, we, we were deprived of a John Carroll versus Boston Rob season. Okay, well, John Carroll, we're going to talk to him. He is a, uh, a he listens to the podcast. He has a lot to say, and so we're going to talk to him uh, tomorrow, and that's going to be up on robiswebsite.com. Uh, subscribe to subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, and make sure you uh, never you never miss an episode. I'm also doing a short version of this. If you ever can't ma- uh, catch the podcast, I'm doing a very short, like three minute version of everything that we talk about during the week, called the least you need to know about Survivor for each week. So. <laughs> So uh, check That's that good. out. That's going to come out on, you, on Fridays. Can you ask John Carroll if he thinks that Brad Culpepper is getting the negative waterfall shower edit that he got this season? <laughs> okay. And there was a waterfall shower last week. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Brad Culpepper was bathing in the waterfall shower yeah, with well, they uh, gotta, John Cody. They got to make the leader of the alliance look cocky. Yeah, and I guess like putting being in a waterfall shower is how you do that. Well, there's nothing that really exudes cockiness than a, a waterfall shower. <laughs> I think so. All right. So uh, that's going to do it for uh, Survivor Know-It-All. Steven, thanks for uh, hanging in there through the technical difficulties. Uh, thank you, Rob, for making it all happen. All right. And uh, everybody, uh, keep keep talking to Steven and I on Twitter. He's at Steven Fishback. I'm Rob Sestrian. Oh, I almost forgot to give the Sesti for the week. And oh I, yeah, I felt like this was pretty easy. I'm gonna give it to uh, Colton Cumby. He gets the Sesti for uh, that. It goes to uh, that's the award that comes from the Rob that sucks. So the worst player of the week. I thought that was Colton this week. All right, Stephen, have a great week and uh, and uh, all the best, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. All right, Survivor Know-It-Alls is written and performed by the Fake Plastic Trees. Hear more of their music at fakeplastictrees.nl.